I'm I'm glad you're holding up the dancing side of things. I don't know if you can tell. I wasn't I wasn't in a dancing mood. <laughs> I, I, you know, I could tell you were like valiantly trying to get started, and then you were just like, "Nah, I'll just let her do it." <laughs> I was trying, and then I I just like uh just like stopped. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Um, listeners, <laughs> this is the podcast known as Same Team, y'all. One where uh, two librarian best friends meet every couple of weeks or so depending on life situations and just stuff stu- discuss stuff that they love uh lessons we've learned around the world <laughs> mostly in the same place and uh tales from our libraries uh welcome to the zone of no judging and uh it's uh so good to be here today <laughs> you got a cool scar <laughs> yeah, i have a cool scar um just below my my right eyeball you were reached out and touched by a tree yeah it was it was incredible and it, it, i'm gonna i was telling Tess this i'm gonna be very sad when it when it heals because i very much enjoy this scar so <laughs> this scar has gotten me very lucky with the lady in my life <laughs> Nice. Between that and House of the Dragon, you're just, you know. <laughs> Between House of the Dragon and this scar, I'm just like swimming in it. I'm, I'm on cloud night. Maybe that's why I don't have enough energy to dance. Who knows? <laughs> Do you want to get us started with the inspirational quote for this episode? Uh, you know what? I think that's a great idea. Let's see. I actually got two, two short quotes. Is that acceptable? Oh, yes. I, I will allow it, sir. Thank you. Uh, let's look at this. No, I'll just do one. I'll just do one quote. Here it is. <laughs> and you'll get you'll get where this is from, I think. All that is gold does not glitter. Not all those who wander are lost. The old that is strong does not wither. Deep roots are not reached by the frost. And that quote is, of course, by our good friend. J.R.R. Tolkien. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I like it. That's good. Maybe not judge a book by its cover. So... It's a that's a great quote. Who's judging that book? Well, no, I'm just saying that's what the quote means. <laughs> oh, like yeah. I've always looked at it as like, hey, Aragorn may not look like much, you know, like he may look because everyone's like, oh, it's Strider. Ew, he's stinky. He lives in the woods. <laughs> Those mysterious guys. I don't know what's going on. Uh, meanwhile, he shows up in the movie, and you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, hello, yeah. Strider. <laughs> it, hello, Strider. Why don't you straight over? Right here? on over here. Right on over here. Um, Why don't you buy me a half a pint? <laughs> yeah, I'll always. I always look at that quote as like, don't judge people from like what they look like. And you know what? I'm on. A, I'm on. A, let's let's do a second quote. This is and this is what I think this one is. Uh, many that does many that live deserve death, and some that die deserve life. Can you give it to them? Then do not be too eager to deal out death and judgment, for even the wise cannot see all ends. And that's our boy Gandalf, the the gray. 
Uh, and that's a, hey, maybe not judge people, guys. That's, in fact, that's the quote of the zone of no judging. Like, that is like, hey, who are you to say what's going on, man, Frodo? Yeah, I, is um, Tolkien on your mind lately because of the Rings of Power series? Have you watched today's episode? I haven't. Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is a show right there. It is. <laughs> It is a show, um, but yes, Tolkien's been on my mind uh, and other works of his legendarium, and I see uh, I see elven runes wherever I look. And <laughs> I hear his sweet whispers upon the wind, so. Nice. Mm-hmm. Would you like to get us started with some stuff that we're loving? Oh, I get to start? Yeah, sure. Why not? You know what? Sure. That sounds like a great idea. Let's do that. This is the stuff that we love. We love! This is the stuff that we love. We love it so much. This is the stuff that we love so much. Yeah. There it is. If you guys ever want to see us dancing, you can see us on YouTube. Same team, y'all. Y apostrophe A-L-L. On YouTube, you'll see us there. <laughs> Don't forget the apostrophe. <laughs> Don't forget it, because if you do, it's weird. On YouTube, it does matter. On the internet, it doesn't matter. <laughs> if you're just doing a Google search. I don't know what that means. Um, yeah, I'll get us started. Um, I go to the topical. I've been reading. Uh, have you ever read the um, Summerillion? I have not. Oh. Well, I this is my first. So I've read portions of it before. Um, like the portions, I'm like, oh, this one sounds, this one sounds great. This chapter, eh, this one, I don't know if I want to read this. So this is the first time I have ever read it, and I'm not done yet. I'm, I feel like it's this book. I'm like halfway through. I'm taking my time with it. There it is. Um, As you should, yeah. Take your time and enjoy. I'm taking my time. Um, and I only read it out loud because I feel like just as well too when I. When I read it out loud, I go a little bit slower so I can kind of process it a bit because it's kind of a dense book. There's a lot of names. There's yeah. a lot of fins. There's a lot of rods. There's a fin rod. It's crazy. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of places and it goes a little back and forth with the timeline and a lot of um, uh, interesting metaphors. And so I always read it out loud. But then also it's a very, it's very pretty. It's a very gorgeously written book. And I feel like just like poetry, it would do a disservice to um, read it only in my mind. And uh, so I'm loving that. And then there's a uh, podcast. I think I mentioned this to you before, the Prancing Pony podcast. Oh, nice. Been around for a, a while. I think it started in 2016. I think it's still current. And it was uh, two dudes that are, uh, they go through the Cimmerillion uh, chapter by chapter and they really deep dive into it which is really good so that kind of helps with the processing and understanding and they're pretty good dudes too um, so I've been listening to that and then they have a second podcast called the I think the Prancing Ponies Rings of Power wrap up and that's just for the new show so um, between all those things man it is it's uh, Tolkien a Tolkien all the time Tolkien talking Tolkien Tolkien Talking Tolkien. How's that not a po- I'm That probably is a podcast. Yeah, it's too funny. <laughs> but anyway, it's a. Uh, I feel like I should read passages of this because it's so gorgeous, but I haven't picked oh. anything out. So you 
explain to me what it is? Um, like, um, you know so what? Said, I'm sorry. Read... I should have started with that. That's right? okay. I've read The Hobbit and I've read the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, and I haven't read anything else by Tolkien. Mm-hmm. And I think I heard that Rings of Power is partly based off of the this book. Um, so I was just curious, like, what is it? Is it just like other stories from Middle Earth or is it a prequel series? You know or this is I'm glad you brought this up. Uh, so <laughs> what is it? This is a great question. Um, so it is essentially, um, I believe it's taken as to be a history of Arda, the world that Middle Earth exists in. Um, as written by the elves, um, starting with the very beginning of time, like this book. You know what? Why not? I'm going to read some of this because it's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> I'm going to start just from the very beginning of the of the book. Um, from the beginning of time, when the universe is created, when Aya is created, and when when other things are created, there's the Valar and the Maya and the Aenor, and these are all different magical beings, of which, minor spoiler, or maybe not, that Gandalf is one of the Maya and the Belrog is a Maya. Sauron is a Maya. Like they're like magical creatures, like angelic magical creatures that are, um, you know, uh, they're lesser, lesser than the Valar who rule and govern. They are think of like Valar as like a, like a Greek gods, right? Like okay. there's Manwe who, who rules over the heavens and the sky and the clouds and, and old um, Ulmo who rules over the oceans and Alway, Alway who rules over the land and who cra- crafted the dwarves. That's incredible. And then they were all created by um, Iluvatar, also known as Eru, um, the one who's like the one, uh, like the God of all the universe. Uh, oh, so to answer your question, what is it? It starts with the beginning of time and then it kind of slowly goes through, um, through the first age and I believe Rings of Power takes place somewhere in the Second Age. I haven't gotten there quite yet to the, like, we haven't gotten to Numenor yet. Do you know what happens to Numenor? What happens to it? Yeah. Well, I know something bad is going to happen there. Um, is there going to be a big flood? Yeah. 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 Well, it's not, well, this is what's kind of interesting. I don't know if they'll do this in the show, but the Earth, or, well, Earth, Arda, they're the same thing, because Tol- Tolkien always considered... Like his stories were like the history of our earth, right? So like we're in the sixth or seventh age, right? Middle earth takes place in the third age. Yeah. Anyway, um, Arda was created originally. It was flat and circular, right? So in the second age, it's still flat and circular. And I haven't quite gotten there yet. So I'm in this weird, like I kind of know what's going to happen, but I don't. Something bad happens and it's so bad that not only does Numenor, slight spoiler, get sunk, it's it changes the very fabric of the world and it becomes a sphere. <laughs> oh, the whole world becomes. A yeah. Sphere. Cause it was oh, flat okay. and now it's, we know it's a sphere, right? So, so the flat earthers. Yeah. They're, they're not wrong. They're just late. They're just a little bit late. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're thinking more of like second age. We're in six right. or seven age. Okay. Yeah, they need to get with the program flat earth. Come on guys. So there, the book has two like little prologues that kind of go over the creation of the universe and then the creation of Arda. And then there's the actual Quinta Simularian and that's the Simurls, which are these three jewels. And then there's like two other prologues. Okay. So this is the end. This is the beginning two paragraphs. Oh my God. Of the Andalindale, the music of the Aenor. Okay. 
Okay. Okay, you ready for this? Okay, okay. there was Eru, the one who in Arda is called Iluvatar, and he made first the Anor, the holy ones, and were the offspring of his thought, and they were with him before aught else was made. And he spoke to them, proposing to them themes of music, and they sang before him, and he was glad. But for a long while they sang only each alone, or but few together, while the rest hearkened, for each commended only that part of the mind of Iluvatar from which he came, and in the understanding of their brethren they grew but slowly. Yet ever, as they listened, they came to deeper understanding, and increased in unison and harmony. And it came to pass that Iluvatar called together all the Anor and declared to them a mighty theme, unfolding to them things greater and more wonderful than he had yet revealed. And the glory of its beginning and the splendor of its end amazed the Anor, so that they bowed before Iluvatar and were silent. Then Iluvatar said to them, Of the theme that I have declared to you, I will now that ye make a harmony together a great music. And since I have kindled you with the flame imperishable, ye shall show forth your powers in adorning this theme, each with his own thoughts and devices, if he will. But I will sit and hearken and be glad that though your great beauty has been wakened into song. Oh, my goodness. Right. Wonderful. So what? Like what? A history. It's a history. It's it's very biblical. Right. And so yes. so translation, Iluvatar created the Anor. And then he, they started singing, and the, so, the the song that they're singing is his song. And then a little bit later, they see all of the history of the universe, and now it is their job to to bring those things to pass. But wow. but no one no one person, um, any of the Anar understands all of the song because they are only singing portions of it. So no one knows the whole story. Only Iluvatar does, right? Wow. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. And it's just fun to read too. It's gorgeous. Here, I'll read one more. I'm sure you don't mind. Or do you mind? No, I absolutely do not mind. Then the voices of the Anor, like unto harps and lutes and pipes and trumpets and voice and organs and the like unto countless choirs singing with words, began to fashion the theme of Iluvatar to a great music. And a sound arose of endless interchanging melodies woven in harmony that passed beyond hearing into the depths and into the heights and the places of the dwelling of Iluvatar that were filled to overflowing and the music and the echo of the music went out into the void and it was not void never since have the Anor made any music like to this music though it has been said that a greater still shall be made before Iluvatar by the choirs of the Anor and the children of Iluvatar after the end of days then the themes of Iluvatar shall be played aright and take being in the moment of their utterance. For all shall then understand fully his intent in their part, and each shall know the comprehension of each, and Iluvatar shall give to their thoughts the secret fire being well pleased. So cool, right? It's so much fun to read. Like, it's so cool. Yeah, so the children of Iluvatar <laughs> are the elves and the men, right? The elves are the first comers and the men are the second comers. And like, it's just super interesting. But the dwarves, the dwarves weren't a part of that plan. Like there's even more that goes on. I won't, I, I could sit here and just keep talking about it. Cause I love it so much, but it's just really interesting because like, you know, I had read the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and watched the movies. Uh -huh. It's like, almost like, it's almost like to write those four books. He had to write a whole history to, to, 
to balance it on like we just saw the iceberg right you know it's really interesting he was such a fascinating person and he created all those languages too Mm -hmm. the elf language and the dwarf language all those languages he created those well there's like a and it's interesting because you don't need to know all this to enjoy the books or the movies. Mm-hmm. But like when Gandalf, for example, is fighting the Belrog and he says something like, I'm the holder of the sacred flame of Iluvatar. And you're like, I don't know what that is. And now you're like, oh, oh now I kind of <laughs> understand what that is. Or if someone's like, and there's a part in Return of the King, the book, where they're like, Theoden looked like Olway the Mighty on his horse as he rode into battle. And I'm like, I don't know who Olway is. What are you talking about? And now I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, if you ever get a chance. What it's... did he write first? Did he write this first? Or did he write those stories and then was like, oh, I got to. Like, like, oh, I need to figure this oh, out. Yeah, I need to, like, or or did he write this, but he never meant for it to be published? And it was, like, after he wrote Lord of the Rings, people were like, we need more. Yeah, what is this? Yeah. He's an old way. So I think, this is what I believe, is I think he wrote, like, The Hobbit, it, like, that whole world and all that. And I think he wrote The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. And then he had, like, all of this other stuff. And he was actually... He was working on the Cimmerillion, um before he died. Oh. And then he died, but he was working on it. Like, it isn't just like, here's his notes. Gotcha. Like, he was okay. working on it. And then his son, Christopher, finished it, like, a couple of years after he died. Like, put it together and then put it out. So then those are, like, the core of, of his, like, legendarium, like, that came out. And then there's probably, like, I don't know, like, five or six. You know how there's, like, the histories of Middle-earth and the peoples of that are all mostly based on, like, his notes that are still kind of their own short stories. And I think, do you remember in the the pre, um, uh, the pre-Disney the pre Star Wars days when you had, like, levels of canon? Do you remember that? Yeah. And I think it's like that. Like, if you read something in one of these extra books and it doesn't contradict anything in the main books, it's good. It's canon. If it does contradict, then I'm sorry. It's the the books that actually got published, you know. So yeah, it's 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 really good. And Freya will like she'll sit here and just listen to me read. And I don't, you know, it's deep stuff. But I think it's just like it sounds pretty, right? Like yeah. it, it rolls off the tongue. Like well, like... also, you know, you're her dad, and your voice is the most beautiful oh, thing ever. So you, um, that makes me very happy. I didn't even get to the stuff with Melkor. Do you know who Mel- you probably know who Melkor is, right? And Morgoth. Oh God. Oh, well we're sort of been introduced to the idea of Morgoth yeah. anyway in the Rings of Power series. We know that he was kind of like this evil guy who was defeated. So you're yeah. so, gonna get to see the rise of Morgoth. So long story short, all the Anor are singing this song, right? And they're all in harmony and they're doing a Lubitar song. Melkor singing, his name originally was Melkor before it was Morgoth. And Melkor starts singing and he likes his own song the best. So he starts singing louder. And his song isn't as harmonious or as inventive. It's the same noise over and over. And it tries to make new themes, but it's always based on other themes. And so like Melkor, otherwise known as Morgoth, has no power to create new life, but he can only corrupt and twist life that has been made. And that's where the orcs are from. They're twisted elves, you know? It's really cool. And all he has in his heart is just anger and jealousy. Like when he sees the things that Iluvatar made and the Anar made, he wants to 
he wants to create his own, but he's not able to, you know, so you can only corrupt and twist what they make. It's really cool. It's really cool. That's neat. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's a thing. Anyway, that's, oh, Cimmerillion by J.R.R. Tolkien. That's the stuff I'm loving. Um, Similar to, uh, I find it so interesting that you were inspired by this TV show mm. to pick up that book. Um, I have uh, also been obsessed with a tv show recently uh house of the dragon i've heard of this yeah yeah and um i was so into it uh that it made me want to read the book that it's partly based off of the blood and fire history of the targaryens that george rr R. martin uh wrote but i felt kind of guilty reading that book because I never finished the song of ice and fire or at least the books that have been published so far. I read, you you said you got halfway through that last one. I did. I read four and a half of them. I never made it through all the way through dance with dragons. And, um, uh, I was like, what's stopping me? I should just go back and, and I was like, it's sitting right there on my shelf is my personal copy with a bookmark right where I left it. I was like, I'm just going to pick that sucker up again. And I got like sucked in again. And, uh, (laughs) and I've been loving it. I've been, so it's real interesting because, um, we're kind of to the point in the book, in the book series now where they kind of veered off from one another, the show and the book, like the showrunners wanted to do one thing and, the book was doing another it's thing. It's like about halfway through. Yeah. 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 So, um, Dance so, of Dragon, right? Yeah. So, yeah. what I'm reading now isn't even like a rehash of what I've seen. It's kind of going off in its own direction, which is really exciting. And I can understand why so, so, so many people are so disappointed that he hasn't published like the next book in this series, the Song of Ice and Fire series um it's the something of winter right what's the winds of winter and then grass of summer dream of spring dream of spring yeah i don't know um but yeah it's supposed to i guess he i guess at some point he announced it was going to be a seven book series but only five of them are out and people are um clamoring for more and i understand why but i um I don't want to uh, rush George R. R. Martin. He can take as much time as he likes on that book. Um, I- I'm probably in the minority. I think most people are like, finish it. Finish well, it before you die. Tess, without getting too serious, uh, you and I have discussed off cast. I think we are in the minority. We are, yeah. Right? Um, and that doesn't, so, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's okay. Just, you're right. Just George, spend- just chill. I mean, here's the deal. Like, if if I was George R. R. Martin, I would look at the money I've made. <laughs> I would look at the show, and I would look at the money I can make by just more people doing Lord, uh, Game of Thrones type things. And then I would look at the hard work that I would need to do to finish the book, and I would have a serious conversation. You know, I would. I believe that he wants to finish the book and that he plans to finish the book. It's just it takes as long as it takes. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like. He's an artist. Just let him work. And 
Um, I just want to send some like love and kindness out to George R. R. Martin, wherever he is. And you know what? You know what's gonna happen if he does die. I get a lot of people are really worried about his health. And um, and I think um I think part of it is also like, you know, when you are at the grocery store and you're trying to get like a good parking spot and you see someone's about to leave. <laughs> I don't relate to this at all. I don't relate to this at all. Okay, continue. Sometimes, sometimes you you want a good parking spot. You see someone's about to leave, so you kind of wait for them to leave. And for some reason, whenever you're waiting for someone to get out of a parking spot, it is taking them forever to get out of that parking spot. Like they're checking the checking their hair in the mirror, and they're putting on some lip balm, and then they're checking like, oh, do I have that thing that I need? And you're just like, I just want to park. You gotta move. I think that's how people are feeling. I think George R. R. Martin is like, oh, let me write about this new sigil of this house. And I think we're going to have a feast and I'm just going to keep, you know, adding details to the story. And I feel like everyone Ooh, is like, he's like, everyone's like, hurry up and write. And he's sitting at home and he goes, maybe it's blackberry pie. Yeah, I bet it's blackberry pie. Let me write that down. It looks good. <laughs> Um, I have, this is going to sound weird. I've literally never done the thing you just described. Oh, I feel like there's probably some listeners. No, I'm sure a lot of people do. I'm sure I, I, this is so weird. If I sit, well, it doesn't matter. We don't need to, but I'll just, I'll go and I'll park all the way. I'll park, I'll park away. I did. Brett, um, Brett is the one who, my beloved husband, Brett, who gets the road rage and he's like, and I'm like, I, I was like, I was like, we're not on any kind of deadline. Just park someplace. Enjoy the journey, man. I, um. (laughs) there's this there's like one way we can drive to get to like our nearest theater and kind of this shopping center um that's kind of on highways that's quicker and then there's this other way that doesn't have any highways that's a little bit longer and a little bit windier back road and i always take the back road she always takes this one and she goes that windy road driving on it always gets me sick it's too many turns and i tell her well i have a feeling maybe we're going at two different speeds around these <laughs> around these around these turns and, like, gotta, gotta get there yeah yeah and i'm just kind of like cruising through and she's like <laughs> vin dieseling it up i thought i saw brett earlier today actually it's weird you someone did. in my neighborhood got out of their car and i was like is that brett for a second i was like is that brett but it wasn't so. um but so i've been uh really enjoying reading the game of thrones um book dance with dragons i'm gonna finish that and then i'm gonna read fire and blood i'm excited about it i um i even uh 3d printed because i don't you've seen these books you've held these books in your hand they're big books and they actually like to hold them kind of like strains your hand after like if you're reading for like a long amount of time (laughs) so i actually 3d printed this thing that like um you wear it on your thumb and then it it has like these wings that come out and they hold the pages down. So you all, you don't have to strain. You could just hold the book like that. <laughs> so That's all incredible. This, Golden all age. So that I can read this, these books. Um, but I'm also loving the house of the dragon TV show. I live for it. I don't know what I'm going to do when it goes away. <laughs> it, it is interesting because Amanda and I, we've talked, we've talked about this before right now, Amanda and I are probably in the best like the golden age of television watching for us <laughs> within the past decade, at least maybe even more 
just because between Andor on Wednesdays, She-Hulk on Thursdays, Rings of Power on Fridays, and then House of Dragon on Sundays. It's And the fact that Amanda is into three out of four of those, and she's not so into She-Hulk. Although, I've seen her laugh. She rolls could, over. She I rolls over. Have- to sleep and i hear her chuckling i could have guessed that that one wasn't the one she was um uh keen on um i have a funny story about she hulk my father-in-law who i wouldn't recommend she hulk to him like it didn't seem like something that he would be into just completely on his own decided to watch she hulk and he texted me and he was like have you watched the show she hulk and i'm thinking to myself what what how should i respond i was like should i respond honestly and say yeah i love it or should i be like yeah it's interesting and kind of try to gauge how he's gonna what he's gonna say because if he's like yeah i thought it was pretty trash i didn't like it you know then i'm like then i look silly so i decided to be honest and i said i think it's a wild irreverent self-aware i love it it's very different from anything that marvel has done it's super feminist I'm kind of obsessed with it. And he wrote back, I just binged all of the episodes. I love it. (laughs) And I was like, wow. And he's not like a Marvel guy. He's not into all of these Marvel shows, but he just decided to watch She-Hulk. I don't know what. It is so different compared to the other ones. You know, like like all all the Marvel movies and the shows, they kind of all have their own little different feeling to them, which I think is a strength of that whole universe. But then they all kind of fall into, well, at the end of the day, like, like Ant-Man's a little funnier and it's like a heist, but then we got to fight the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, okay, so Doctor Strange is kind of like a magic, mystical, but then guess what? We got to fight the bad guy. And they kind of like funnel in where this one is just straight up like, like there is fighting, but the fighting's not important. Like not, it is, yeah, It's a straight up comedy and part of the show. <laughs> like it's a feminist comedy. It's really Well, I mean, in the very first episode, Bruce Banner is like, okay, well now you have to fight the bad guy. And she's like, no, thanks. Well, <laughs> I'm the, still paying off student loans. How about the I bit where it's really like great career. <laughs> they introduce like, there's like this, the spaceship that causes the accident and Bruce is like, yeah, I got to look into that. And then later you see he's on a spaceship and it's not even important to the story. Like, it's just like, okay, well, I'll see you later. I got, I got this case I need to solve. You know? I need to go to group therapy with my, yeah, <laughs> with the with, abomination. With man bowl. And... <laughs> it was, yeah, it, it's a great show. Um, But it is interesting because Amanda and I love House of Dragon and Rings of Power. Um, and we love them both. But, you know, if we we're to say which one has captured us more, it is the it for us, it's it's the, the world of Arda, you know, Yeah, and for um, me, yeah. it's definitely House of the Dragon that I've been obsessed with. And also, I do want to suggest a podcast, too. Um, I think I already told you about the official HBO official another podcast. Link too. There's another one. It's called Hot D and it's about <laughs> House of the Dragon. <laughs> Hot D. You talking about Damon? <laughs> and um, it's it's I really like it. I've been listening to it. Um, they do uh the first time I ever listened to them, they do these like very quick takes, like 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 right after the show comes out, they publish like their very first thoughts. And um, that was like all I had heard at first, and I was like, okay, well, that was kind of entertaining, but you know. I, it, wh- whatever I kind of was lo- hoping that they would dig in a little deep 
well, I needed to wait a couple more days because then I guess like later in the week, they put out like a deep dive. Mm. And then later in the week, late after that, they do a feedback episode where people send them questions and they answer them about the episode. And like now I'm gotten into like I watch the show and then I listen to these podcasts all week and I read the books all week, <laughs> like preparing. That's that's episode. what I'm doing, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm doing too. It's it's really I don't know. It's cool because I I realize the thing that I missed out of like when like in this this age of binge television is I miss that that week and then like I used to be like ooh for heroes I'm like oh man I love heroes let me find a good heroes podcast cool so I watched the pod I watched the episode I listen to the podcast and it kind of gets me going you know yeah. and when you have like you inherently can't do that episode by episode podcast format for a show that just drops all its episodes netflix i'm talking to you i know they'll never change i get it that's fine but man you kind know? Of are changing a little bit though i don't know if you've noticed like they've been doing this like we're dropping part one oh. of the season and then part two will drop later and it's so i think they're kind of catching on to that and, it, and it's smart too from just even if we were to take not a cynical view but like a, just a marketing standpoint you have people talking about your show over the course of like a month or so more right, you know right. as opposed to like you talk about it like i don't know how many shows that everyone's like you gotta watch this you gotta watch this and like, okay i watch it and like that was great right they're like we're not talking about that anymore and now we're talking about this thing <laughs> we moved on we moved on that was like yesterday you know i was like oh, what do you want from me so well, i'm glad you're loving that you know? yeah house of the dragon is a uh, stuff i've been loving um golden age uh yeah yesterday we um a, a teaser trailer for the super mario brothers movie uh came out and uh i'm i've been waiting for this for a long time uh they announced the movie that they're working on it by illumination the company that does the despicable me movies and others they announced it i don't know i'm still living on pinto drive so it was like a long time ago and then uh and uh, let me think, last year, early last year, I think, then they announced the cast, and now finally the trailer's out. Uh, have you seen this thing? Um, I have not seen the trailer. Should we watch it? Um, we can if you want. Do you have any interest in? You probably don't have interest in Mario, do you? No, I am. I what do, do you, wanna. I what do, do you know about? Wait, what do you know about Mario? Are you a true Marvel? Are you a true Mario fan? Gamer. Only um, true Mario fans would get these five references. I did. I, I don't know if I'm going to get all of the references, but I did play Mario on a Nintendo system. I had Super Mario Brothers, and I think, and we had Duck Hunt, which came with Super oh, Mario. Yeah, you got to hunt that. You got to hunt those ducks, man. And then, and the, and dog, the dog would laugh at you if you missed. Oh. <laughs> okay, let's do, you tell me if you can see my screen. Okay. We might as well do this. Why not, right? Let's do it. I'm excited. Well, I'm I'm presuming you're about to tell me what you love about it. Yeah, so. can you imagine? I was like, so anyway, that's horse crap. And then I'm like, this other <laughs> thing I'm loving. Can you see my screen? Yes, I can see your cool. screen. Um, so while I'm bringing this up, uh, I will just say that for me, it. So here's the deal. Mario was uh, a big part of my life growing up. And now as I'm a bit older, I've grown into a Sonic man. <laughs> But, but 
<laughs> but you still love Mario. My heart will always belong to <laughs> And I think the strength of Mario and Sonic is that Mario means and makes people think of one thing uh, depending on their age. Like Freya knows who Mario is. I know who Mario is. You know, Sonic as well. And I think this movie it should be like anyone who doesn't even know, you know, a, a, a pee block from a pipe should be able to be able to enjoy it. And I, I'm very excited because Nintendo has some of the most, I think, like well-known um, characters ever, you know, like right up there with like Mickey Mouse. But they've always been very protective of their um, properties. Rightly so. You know, I remember John Leguizamo. I'm looking at you. I'm talking about the live action one. Um, and I got to tell you, this this teaser, it, it did it for me. And it was much longer than I expected it to be. And I'm very happy to see. So if you do a Google search, listeners, Super Mar the Super Mario Brothers movie, you'll know it's official because it says Illumination. And it just came out yesterday. So, you know, a couple of days. Um, the only reason I say this is because there are probably one million fake trailers oh, from probably, the yeah. past couple of years. And they've gotten me every time. You know, maybe not every time, but okay. You tell me, and you should be able to hear this, I think. Here, wait. You tell me if you can't hear things, okay? All okay. Right. Can you hear it? I don't hear anything. Okay. That's okay. I don't share the screen too often, so I got to practice. Let's hit. <laughs> okay. Let's look at this. Let's go to here. We're going to hear, but no, I'm very excited because, and I'm hoping, and I could be wrong, but I'm really hoping that what we end up getting is not only a Mario movie, but others, you know, like they, they've got Zelda and Metroid and like, these are all really well-known characters and it'd be really cool to, uh, to be able to have more, you know, if, if a young kid's like into Mario and they're like, Ooh, can I have some Mario books? Uh, oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like sky's the limit, man. Okay. So let me go in here real quick. Oh, here it is. I don't do screen share too often, so that's why I'm confused about what to do. We're going to hit here. I, I know really that want... we've done it before. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's a thing that could be done. Do you want to, how about this? While I'm bringing up my, my trailer, do you want to tell us your second thing? Okay. Is that okay? Or is yeah, that not that's okay? fine. Um, if you can so. multitask. I can't. Uh, you've got my You've got my partially divided attention. I swear. I swear. Okay. So the other um thing that the other stuff that I've been loving is a show is another TV show that I've become weirdly obsessed with. Can, and can I called, guess it? Would I know it? Sure. I don't know if you know it. Um. That you wanted to guess a show that I'm weirdly obsessed with. I don't think you're gonna guess it. Would could I have a a clue? It's about soccer. Um, I, I don't know it. Okay. Sorry, I don't know it. So um, it's a show called Welcome to Wrexham. Okay. This is, and, okay. And it is streaming via Hulu. It is like being published on television through FX, um, the channel FX. Um, but I've been watching it via Hulu. Mm-hmm. And it is about, it's a documentary about a, a football team in the UK. So they call what we call soccer, they call football. And it's about a team in Wrexham 
Wales that was bought by Ryan Reynolds and Rob McKelleny, who uh, is the is like a co-creator and co-star on the show. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. And Ryan Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds. Like someone I, was telling me about this show, but I don't know who. I don't I don't know who told you it about it. It might have been a dream because I think <laughs> I was climbing a wall on the edge of a soccer stadium when they told me about this. Yeah, that sounds like that, that sounds does sound, like, that sounds like a dream. <laughs> like I was talking to a guy with a, a thick English accent. He wore a, a cappy, like a cabbie hat. Maybe you had some kind of prophetic dream and that's <laughs> have I been near a soccer stadium recently and I don't remember? Anyway, tell me more about this show. It's, well, it sounds interesting. So these two uh uh celebrities, um Rob McKelleny is American, Ryan Reynolds is Canadian, and um I I don't know like oh well I kind of do, do know what inspired them, I guess. The Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl and Rob McKelleny is like a huge fan of the Philadelphia Eagles. And he has been ever since he was a child and he grew up in Philadelphia in like a, like kind of a gross row house. And he's been like following this team his whole life. And, um, and I guess Philadelphia is like kind of a working class town and he was kind of from a working class family And so it was this really, like, really amazing moment in the lives of the Philadelphia fans when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Like, they did the best that they could do um, at their their sport. And uh, he wanted to provide that for other people. He was like, I want other people to feel this amazing feeling that I felt. So he found this struggling football team in England And he bought it and he started pouring. Well, he bought it and then he was like, I need more money. So he got Ryan Reynolds to also buy in. (laughs) And the two of them have been pouring money into this team and they they hired new coaches and new players and they um, are renovating the stadium and um, apparently like almost everyone who worked for this football team was volunteering their time because they love the team so much. And they're like, guess what? We're putting you all on a payroll. Now you're going to get paid to do the same thing you've been doing. Um, and it's really like revitalized the team and revitalized the town and the community has like something to get excited about again. I guess they were really like depressed and down in the dumps. And now everyone's, you know, and every episode they, they talk about the team and the improvements that they're making, but they also talk about the town and the country of Wales and um, just what it's like for people who live there and what it's like to be a football fan. And it's so weird because I'm not like a real sporty person. I've never been like real into sports. You're more a baby spice than a sporty spice. Yeah, I am. Yeah. And so. uh, Or posh, maybe? Maybe ginger. Ginger spice. Ginger. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so I, um, but I am fascinated by this documentary. I think it's so interesting. Like every, everything that I never thought like goes into like running a football team and um like and like I said they they pick different topics for different episodes like they did a whole episode about 
hooligans, which are these like violent fans of football. Like they, they take it so personally that they go and they fight the fans of the other team. Ooh. Like they physically fight them. And, um, and it, it like uh, Ryan and Rob were like, well, you know, we can't have this platform and own this team without like trying to discourage people from committing acts of violence. So they did a whole episode about it. And, um, so I'm learning a lot about this, uh, this the country of Wales, and I'm learning a lot about football. Also, their football is very interesting to me. Like it's like to try to kind of compare it to like something we may be more familiar with, like uh, in baseball. Okay, so you have the New York Yankees. Let's say that they played really poorly for a whole baseball season. They just played really badly. And then let's just say that the Southern Maryland Blue Crabs, our local uh, minor league team, played really amazing all season. And they won like all of their games. At the end of the baseball season, the Yankees will get like derelegated to the minor leagues. And then the the blue crabs would get bumped up to the major leagues. That's how their football works. So right now the team, the Wrexham team, is in a pretty low tier. And their goal is to try to get them into the Premier League, which is like the highest tier for football. So they're just trying to kind of move them up the ranks. And how they- many tiers are there? um several <laughs> like there's the premier league and then there's the championship league and then there's the national league which is i think where Wrexham is um but yeah there's a whole bunch of different tiers and um they're trying to get them move them up and uh um and then and the way that they do that is by winning or tying game so i guess for every win you get three points and for every tie you get one point and then if you lose you don't get any points and then so all the teams are competing with each other for these points to try to be the best in their tier so that they can go up to the next tier um and then in addition to that they're also playing for these little cups and trophies and stuff like that so those are like additional games that don't count towards the league championship but i'm just finding it so fascinating i'm learning a lot and i really like the show brett thinks i mainly like the show so that i can look at ryan reynolds and i mean that is a (laughs) so that is bonus (laughs) but i really do um think that the show is really interesting um and so welcome to rexham is a stuff i've been loving (laughs) you might have said this what's it on um it's it's on fx and i've been watching it um on hulu do you remember those commercials fx fx has the movies do you remember that (laughs) No, I don't remember. Okay, that. well, those were commercials. Okay, um, that actually sounds really interesting. I don't have any interest in sports or soccer, so for a while I entered like another another universe while you're explaining that to me. But I mean, I do like discovering like all the intricacies of something that I don't know. It's right? also an underdog story, and I feel like almost oh everyone can relate to an underdog story. Um, and yeah, it's a it's a good show. It's kind of like. I watched um, Ted Lasso on Apple TV, which is a fictional show about a 
an American football coach who goes to coach football in England. And it's kind of like a cute, like fish out of water and he's got to win everyone over. And I wonder, and I really liked that TV show, um, not for any of the sports elements, but for the like relationships between the characters and, um, uh, and I wonder if that maybe kind of opened the door for this, yeah. you know, it's like, while I'm waiting for a new season of Ted Lasso, maybe I'll check out this show. And I was like, oh man, I am hooked on this. <laughs> I mean, that's interesting. I I mean, eventually this small, especially, I mean, it's all a golden age, but this specific golden age for Amanda and I, I mean, it's going to end next Friday because next Friday is the last episode of Rings of Power, you oh, know? Really? Oh, yeah. It's God. just eight. It's just eight oh, sister. God. <laughs> just a heads up the one you got to watch from today is the second to last so okay yeah oh so you're God. not i got scared not to give anything away i got scared that the episode today's was the final because i it just things felt final and i was like oh no oh no and then i was like oh thank goodness there's another Be one honest i felt like last week's episode felt kind of final with the God. like the with mountain doom eruption the, um, I the like, oh podcast i listen to they call the whole because they call that the southlands right they yeah. call that area before door because because <laughs> we know it's gonna become more door yeah, yeah it's very funny but yeah, yeah the, i mean there was that huge battle and the horses and the elves and galadriel's hair and then and then and then and then you know the big reveal that that's like a key that activated mount doom and Oh, it's it's um wild yeah anyway okay you just give me a thumbs up if you can uh see if you can hear things okay, okay. and for listeners you're i guess you'll hear this trailer They're not doing anything. <laughs> that is but a taste of our fury. Do you yield? <laughs> I do not. Magic I finally found it. Now who's gonna stop me? Perfectly fine. Come on, Mario! <laughs> Mushroom Kingdom 
Here we come. That is, that's the. Oh wait, there's a little. It's a little bit more. bones are the skeleton koopas looks good right yeah, i'm so excited i'm so excited for them because um like i said these characters are great and so that's chris pratt doing mario's voice but it's like i was concerned because i was like i like chris pratt i think he's great but i was like i don't want him to do a fake italian voice oh no that's no. problematic so he's, he's doing his voice but did a different voice <laughs> yeah, yeah it's it's his voice but there's just like a little bit of like a like what is this? Almost like a <laughs> Just... New York accent. Well, Mario's from Brooklyn. How much of Mario's history do you know? Okay. Yeah, that Mar makes sense. Okay. Yeah, Mar I mean that makes sense. Yeah, Mario's from Brooklyn, and uh, so he. So I never, and it's so weird. I never even thought of this, but it seems that it's uh, it's how Mar Mario fell through a pipe and got to the Mushroom Kingdom, like the beginning of Mario's story. I don't know why, because the beginning of his story was back when I was like zero you know the first game came out in 85 so like i just assumed he would be like hey i'm mario this is my house this is the this hey this is princess peach are we in a relationship i don't know maybe i don't know um <laughs> but instead they're doing it like he's brand new so yeah mario and his brother Sorry. yeah mario and his brother luigi were were plumbers and they fell down a pipe to the mushroom kingdom so i don't know if they're going to reference this but mario has a girlfriend do you know who his girlfriend's name is no in New York, her her name's uh, Pauline. Pauline. Uh -oh. That was, you know, Donkey Kong? Yeah. That was the girl he took at the top of the thing. Yeah, that's not Princess Peach. This is, oh, Donkey Kong is pre-Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, wow. yeah, crazy. yeah. So I don't know if they're going to do anything with that. Probably not, but it's fun, you know? Anyway, I'm very excited about that. That's uh, Jack Black, who was Bowser, by the way. And, uh, and uh, he did a great job. He did a great, he did a rah, rah. Anyway, are you ready? What are we doing, Tails? Tales. Tales. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready for some tales? From the oh here, wait. I don't think I'm sharing music with you anymore. Oh, okay. Because the thing got so just are you here? Wait, I'll do this very slowly. <laughs> Are you ready for some tales from the, the... <laughs> Thank you so much for uh surprise uh Tales from the Library Leo Wright. Uh, yeah. intro. <laughs> Normally we our theme song. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot we had a theme song. That's <laughs> okay. I was uh, I was just so I was very happy to hear I saw I saw your look of confusion on your face <laughs> and I, I didn't know I didn't know exactly what was happening. Um, but yeah, the, you're right. We do have a theme song, but it's fine. We'll do that next time. <laughs> the, um, you got any tales for us, Tess? I do have a tale for you. Um, so story time is back, baby. Um, 
at the library. Story time is back, baby. Story time <laughs> for you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that can be. Let's story time. Yeah. Let's story time now. Okay. <laughs> Okay, that's it. Um, so story time's back, and so my uh, my tale probably a lot of my tales from the library will be uh, adjacent to story time because that's um, usually when the the most charming and uplifting things happen to me at the library. Mm. Um, so this tale is about uh, we were doing an activity where we were sorting things into buckets, and so we were picking up the thing that we were going to sort. And two little guys were both picking up the a thing at the same time, and they bumped their heads. Cool. And oh, I'm in. Oh no. I, yeah. <laughs> that sounds rad. <laughs> You're funny. And, and one of the kids was like, eh, "Okay, I'm moving on with my life," but the other kid was just full on devastated. Mm. His name is Quincy, and he was having a really hard time with his emotions following this incident. Um, and what we were doing directly after the sorting game was we were going to shake our sillies out to the song Shake Your Sillies Out by Raffi. And so he's crying, and his grandma is trying to like cheer him up and be like, Hey, buddy, it's okay. I know you hit your head, but you're gonna feel better real soon. I promise, like, it's fine. Um, and then she's like, you got to finish story time though. You can't give up. We got to finish what we came here. Like we started this story time and we're going to finish this story time. And so she sent Quincy back into the circle. And so there we are shaking our sleeves out. And just imagine if you will, a small child crying as he shakes his sleeves out. Like it's just like, (laughs) shake. I'm gonna wake up. I'm gonna clap. <laughs> it was so cute. Like he's stretching and crying. He's yawning and crying. It was so. I had a really hard time like concentrating on what I was doing or even paying attention to anything else that was happening because I was just so proud of this young person. He he stuck it out you know he was not in the mood to finish story time and his grandma told him you know what buddy we don't quit we don't quit we gotta finish and quit story time bless his heart he did it he finished story time he cried throughout the whole shake your sillies out and it was just a really sweet uplifting did the shaking help him no, he was still quite upset afterwards. Like, I don't know. Like he's Do you he's think he was away. just shocked or embarrassed or did it hurt his head? Like the other kid bonked their head and he was- I have a feeling it was a combination of yeah. all three. Um yeah, well, and then it, I didn't I didn't include this part of the story, but after he bonked uh-huh. his head, he did get back into the sorting game and then he bonked knees with a kid. <laughs> so he sustained two oh, bonks oh during god. the sorting game. A two bon- um, a two bonk boy. My god. Bonker. Um but so that's um uh, I that has been sustaining me like all week like whenever I start to feel low I will think about Quincy crying through the shake your sillies out and I'll tell myself Tess you can't quit. You can't quit. You got to keep going. We got to finish this wherever it's leading us. Wherever it's going we <laughs> Do not quit story time That's right. ever. 
What's your tale, library? I, one of my favorite things is like just waiting and like, and you stare at me and then I stare at you and you're like, okay, I guess I need to prompt him. Um, so we, uh, I'll make this a short one. Uh, we have D and D club at our library. It's um, I like, I'm getting paid to run D and D, which is, always been a dream of mine pretty pretty sweet deal yeah yeah there's a small problem is that we are getting way more teens um to our program than we have dms um significant problem if no one's that familiar usually there's one dm and maybe like four players five six is a real big one um last night it was me and a co-worker Lindsay, um and we usually have one volunteer teen dm who comes and and he emailed me saying he wouldn't be able to make it so it was two of us and we had 19 kids show so last night my party had 10 people in it and to give you some perspective imagine you're fighting a monster assuming everyone gets along and no one's yelling over each other um and you get one swipe out of every 10 tries it's not a lot of fun uh it's not fun for me it's not fun for them and uh but so and then also it's very hard to maintain order because my group was a little bit younger middle schoolers and uh, things started getting very nutty uh, a lot of shouting matches a lot of oh, weird no. things with seagulls i'm fine getting weird but like there's still like rules like you can't be like hey now i'm a seagull no you're not a seagull man okay how about this like i'll be like can i sneak attack him? i'm like no you're he sees you he'd be like why well, I, I was gone before he showed up i was like that's not how this game works, man. Oh, you're so sweet, child. No. No. <laughs> anyway, it was getting real rowdy. Um, I had to leave because I was like, they were just yelling everywhere. I was like, I'll be right back. I left because I turned them all into seagulls because I was trying to figure out how do I manage this group? I said, maybe I manage them if I limit what they can do because you can't do spells if you're a seagull because I was like, because they'll be like, I do a spell. And I was like, uh, okay, what's that sound like? They were like, I cast Firebolt. I said, you're a seagull. And it was like, okay, squawk, squawk. I said, doesn't make the spell work. I'm sorry, brother. So, like, I limited it. But then it turned, it, it did have this fun law and order courtroom type situation with seagulls. Anyway, I left and I, I was getting some tea. And then I sat in my chair and I was like, oh, God, I don't know if I want to get back in there. <laughs> and I think some kids were having fun, but some weren't because they were like, we wanted to play real D&D. And this yeah. is just like, this is like make believe because they were like, I roll to kill him. No, that's not how that works, man. I got a nat 20. He's dead. No, that's not how that works. I'm sorry. Poor sweet child. No. Um. Anyway, I go out there. Okay, so this part of the story gets a little, little dark. I go out there and it is full-blown chaos. I've got kids throwing things. Oh, kids no. Knocking things over. And Tess, I'm not proud of this. I lost my temper and the first time I've ever had to raise my voice to patrons, whether they're children, yeah. teens or otherwise. And I was like, you know, I used the angry teacher. What are you? I was like, what are you doing? Stop, stop. It's, you're throwing things. And everyone kind of, you know, how kids get that. Oh God, we're all in trouble. And I was mad. I was like, what are you do? Cause they're throwing things. It's dangerous. I said, what are you doing? You know, and I, one of them, I feel bad. I'm not proud of this. I called him out. He was the oldest one. I said, You're the oldest one here. <laughs> what are you doing? Anyway, here's the deal. I sat down. We ended up, I mean, it was still fairly controlled chaos after that. Most of them said they still had a good time. I didn't feel good about this situation. I wrap things up. I'm on my way home. Then I get a text from a coworker. 
uh, and this is I won't I won't sh- I won't share their name, but this is one of my staff members, and I've had uh, and I think if even if they do listen, which I don't think they do, if they do listen, I think they would agree that we've had a difficult time communicating and working together we've been having a hard time finding a way to mesh it's been tumultuous it's been tumultuous to say the least um and i was leaving kind of down mostly just drained because it's just like two hours of just people shouting now i'm an eagle now i'm a seagull kill the non-believer i was like okay guys chill out um anyway and i'm kind of feeling not totally down because i'm still i'm still all about that sonic lifestyle but um anyway i i see i get a text from from my staff member here I didn't need this is on my phone didn't need to text me this i said hope everything ended well with that game you did this is in capitals great handling that group and i'm saying that as someone who's worked with kids for 25 years don't let anyone tell you different and don't know that it would but don't let it keep you up at night because you resolved the situation as well as it could have been and that's really sweet you know they didn't have to say this, you know. It's um, really, it's really nice when someone tells you that you handled a situation yeah. well. I recently, uh, we had an incident at the library. Like I had to write up a report about it. It was a whole dramatic thing, and I, I'm sure you've probably experienced this when you're in the throes of that, and then you're, you, you, you can really only do like what you're capable of doing in the moment. And then you're writing up the report afterwards and you, then you start second guessing yourself. You're like, well, then he said this. And then I said this. And then you think, Oh, should I have said that? Should I have done that? Should I have done something else? Should I have said something else? Well, this is what happened. So it goes in the report. And then, but then I got, I got feedback from my supervisors afterward. Basically all of them said like, sounds like you did it right. Sounds like, I wouldn't have done anything different. Sounds like you handled the situation really professionally and politely. And it sounds like it was really hard. So you did a good job. And it's like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. It's so nice. It really matters. You know, I did, I did it. Okay. <laughs> it's one of those things. Oh, you, you haven't seen the newest rings of power, but there's a moment where two people are conversing and one is kind of really down and they're speaking with someone. And that person that's speaking with them has the power to bring them up or bring them further down, you know? And this person gives them words of encouragement, essentially saying, you've done what you can do. There's nothing else you could do. And and it brings them up, you know? Like, it really does matter. And even if, like, I think of myself, like, oh, I lost my temper, it's fine. I mean, here's the deal. Like, you know, I don't, you know, you don't want to yell at kids. But, I mean, people are throwing, like, let's say, pretend I was a teacher and there's kids throwing stuff. You got to raise your voice. Or if two kids are fighting, you got to get in there and pull them apart. Like, you can't, you know? Um, I put my finger in a grown man's face, <laughs> but you got to do what you got to do sometimes. <laughs> I was so mad. I was, I was angry. I almost disbanded it. I was like, I'm, yeah. I think I said like, I'm done. I used the angry face. I had a scar too. So they're probably like, Whoa, what is going on around here? I love my, I really do love my scar. I'm going to miss it when it heals. I'm hoping it keeps like a white. Yeah, which, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. But I was so mad, but it was like one of those things, like it was like, nuts you know and so anyway ending the story is i've conversed with some of my uh friends who also work at different libraries in my same system for advice about how to move forward and we've got some ideas i and amanda had a great one too where we were like well maybe what we do is because usually our program's like 
from six to eight 30, you know, which for a campaign or, or one shot still kind of short, but we were like, maybe what we do is we plan like really short. Like it's just like a two room encounter, incredibly small. And then we don't want to ever send anyone away, but then we have like, I think five is probably doable, you know, five is doable. So like I said, we have a five person max four is a good number, but you know, five is preferable to 10. We have five person max and it's like, just like an hour and a half dungeon, you know, and then we can do two of them a night, you know, and then maybe we'll set up two tables. One table's like, this is where you work on your character. So you could draw them or roll characters. This is where you, cause we've been trying to recruit DMS too, you know, um, but it's hard. And uh, this is where you can work on your campaign and, you know, and put a flyer there going, hey, this is your next, the next DM training workshop, which is a program I'm doing just to like, hey guys, that was fun. Would you like the DM? DMing, yeah. Come to D&D Club, you know, but it can be scary for some. Um, but anyway, it was, it was tough, but like seeing that, seeing that, and seeing that text, it, it really surprised me. I would not have expected that from this individual. Not to say that they're, they're definitely not cruel or heartless, but like, this is like a level of, to me, that's going beyond to yeah. make me they sent me a text you know it was really sweet what a what a sweet person i say now because my life is a roller coaster so we'll see what <laughs> right now i'm going up right now i'm going up but it changes hour by hour uh you got any life lessons for us i do did i play leo right or our actual <laughs> did you whatever learn, you feel like learn a life lesson this week i did that's great let's talk about it okay <laughs> <laughs> we were so young when we recorded these. Uh, We've been recording a while, haven't we? Yeah, I think since 2017. 20- I had just become a dad. No, it must have been 2016 because uh, we were doing Pop Goes the Library during that. Oh, well, yeah, we, we were doing Pop Goes the Library. Yeah, I think this one started in 2017. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, and I was just a dad just became gone long time long time man um so my life lesson this week is um i was really um captured uh by your life lesson in the last episode of how your challenge can someone enjoy everything i've been thinking about it a lot as i often do and i thought that i'd give it a try and um, I've got a life lesson to like add on to your life lesson. Okay. Is it like a, is it another number in those tenets? Like, cause you know me, I love lists. It's like an update to okay. enjoy everything. Okay. So your challenge was, can you enjoy everything? And the answer to the question that I learned in my lesson is yes, but oh, you have to do it on purpose. Wait, do you mean yes? And yes. No, it's a but. It's, <laughs> it's a but because um, I think there are some things that are very easy to enjoy, like a delicious meal or time with a loved one or um, when an you episode see- of Rings of Power. Exactly. Or you see a you see a cool bird, or you go for a walk in the woods, and a tree slaps you in the face. Um, so Can that- I have a few more examples of things that are easy to love, please? <laughs> Um, like a cool autumn day okay. or a, <laughs> um, a, a drink of your, your favorite beverage. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some things that are very easy to love. And then there are 
Then there are things that are less easy to enjoy. Sometimes they are things that are just downright not enjoyable. And then sometimes there are things that you would probably uh, wouldn't even think about. You just kind of feel indifferent to like, I've got to run errands today. I got to fold clothes. Yeah. they. It's got to be done. Like it's not enjoyable or unenjoyable. It just is. It's just a thing that needs to get done. So um, uh, in particular, I'm thinking about a day where we were off running errands and um, we stopped by the Spirit Halloween store mm-hmm. um, and I was just in it. I was like, wow, look at this cool thing. Wow, look at this cool thing. Wow, look at this cool thing. Oh, oh I need that. Oh, I want that. And um, <laughs> and Brett was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm just really enjoying our trip to the Spirit Halloween store. I was like, wow, look at that thing. Wow. wow scared me oh my gosh and so it's just like wandering through I love the halloween store just like uh-huh. and um and he was like well you were really into the halloween store and i was like i am i was like this place just has like really good vibes <laughs> and then and then afterwards we went to the gas station to get gas and while we were there um we got some like crappy gas station food um, but I was like, oh man, this is the best bagel sandwich that I have had in a really long time. And they put tater tots on the bagel sandwich. That like, sounds rad. It's so good. And there's like b- bacon and cheese and oh my gosh, it just makes everything taste good. And I'm just like, eating this bagel sandwich. And I was like, this is so good. And Brett was like, it is literally just cheese. Like we're not at a fine dining experience. <laughs> we're at a gas station. And I was like, yeah, but I'm really enjoying it. So the thing is that you can enjoy everything, but you have to do it on purpose. You have and to I- like remind yourself too. Yes. Like, oh, that's right. I'm supposed to try to enjoy this. Yeah. yeah. Because I feel like it's really easy to like challenge yourself to do something. Like I'm going to enjoy everything. And then when you don't, you get kind of down on yourself. Like, oh man, I told myself that I was going to enjoy everything. And then I ended up not enjoying this. And now I'm feeling depressed. And now I'm mad at myself that I'm feeling depressed. Like, just let all of that go. Um, And if you find yourself like no longer enjoying whatever it is or living up to whatever challenge it is, just, just do it on purpose. Just like remind yourself of why you wanted to do it in the first place and just go ahead and do it and so if if you don't do it consistently that's okay at least you're doing it sometimes and um if you if you slip up it doesn't mean you throw it all out the window you could just start again tomorrow or start again the next hour or the next minute like you don't there's no there's no rules to like I, I feel like people think there are rules to like how you're supposed to live your life but no one's written them down man like not really like no one agrees on any rule <laughs> there isn't any really like just do your best and if you want to enjoy everything you can but you have to decide that you're going to enjoy those errands or folding clothes or putting your finger in a man's face or <laughs> whatever or dming a group of 19 teenagers um yes, like i really wanted to get my phone and record it because it was it was, it it's felt like I was like, insane. oh, let me lead some D&D at um, Arkham Asylum and <laughs> just see what happens. And it was just like, it was bedlam. Bedlam, I tell you. So that's my, that's my life lesson for the past um, 
it's been more than a fortnight, but yeah. however long it's been since our last episode, I've been, I've been trying, I've been inspired by you to, to try to enjoy everything. And I've discovered that it is possible, but only if you yeah. are making an effort. To me, the trick is it is um, making the effort, but also remembering like, and to me, choosing to try to enjoy everything or as much as you can is the same as trying to pay attention to everything as much as you can like mindful right. i mean like that bagel sandwich it was just like I, we were hungry so we yeah. need to get some food like it i could have just eaten it and gone on with my life but i chose to yeah. really enjoy that bagel sandwich yeah yeah it's like take it but like mindfulness is you have to, it's the bringing back, right? It's the practice. It isn't the doing all the time, right? You know, it's the always coming back to it. Um, Yeah. And uh, the thing that helps me out that I've been doing lately is uh, like, if I want to get myself like out of my own head, because mm -hmm. lately I've been, uh, well, I don't know if the word's obsessed, thinking a lot about, this is going to sound weird. I uh, Real quick tangent. I always wonder like, do I know if I'm like, can someone look at me from the outside and they're like, this guy's losing his mind? Because sometimes I always figure it's like slow steps, right? Like, oh, he's just a normal guy and then he worships trees and now he's a normal guy and he does this. Uh, so, so lately I've been thinking a lot about being trapped like behind my own eyes, like, because I can only ever see from my eyes, right? And uh, something that's helped me get out of my own head is I pretend that I can see myself. Like I'm playing a a third person game and while i'm in exchanges while i'm talking to let's say a, a customer that is upset or or pretend that i'm a, a you know a, a, whenever i'm in a you know D, D group and there's like a bunch of kids and it's madness it's easy to get consumed with it but if you like just picture you're looking down at yourself right or you're looking across at yourself or whatnot like it it helps to like uh, give you well literally a different perspective but take you out of that situation a little bit you know so It'd be great. I really wish we could invent something like it would be like lenses in your eyes and then a camera that follows you around. So you're just watching yourself from the third person. Like a drone? Like a drone. Yeah. We're, we're probably headed in that direction, man. The only problem that would come to it is like if you um, like because you'll see yourself from above or from behind is the like if you then need like you'll be bumping into stuff constantly because you can't see like what's in front of your feet, you know. So there's something there. But anyway, uh I'm on a, I'm on a, I'm, I went somewhere else. Are you ready for a positivity? Pause. Are you ready for a positivity pause? I am. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Thank you again, Leo, right? Oh, he's always welcome. He's, he's always there. He always shows up. And uh, <laughs> I realize I need to. That's when something. we need him. And and whenever you're in your hour, your time of need, Leo Wright will be there for you. <laughs> the Wiggler, man. It is so good. And I really need to figure out how to just like cue that up on my phone, like to be my alarm clock. Can you imagine waking oh, up to Oh, yeah. Start your Ooh. day with And you're the just like. Da, 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 da. This is me brushing my teeth. Um, this is the positivity pause. It's a moment where we take a moment to pause and think about stuff that we are thankful for and 
stuff that we love about ourselves because while we're thinking about those things, we're not thinking about the things that we dislike about ourselves or that we hate. <laughs> things that we anti. Oh, real quick, um, that um, Super Mario Brothers trailer on YouTube. Um, I can't see the dislikes because they've been disabled. And Illumination, killer move. <laughs> disabled comments good oh, job oh nice <laughs> nice i'm embarrassed to say i did scroll down i don't know why and amanda got mad at me she goes why did you do that i said i didn't mean to i didn't mean to why did i scroll down i don't know why i scrolled down but i did but illumination <laughs> saved me for myself so good um what's something you like about yourself sir Do we usually go like first? Anyway, no, we really... do grateful first. Let's do grateful first. No, that's okay. You you really throw me for a loop. If anyone watches on on YouTube, you, you just did, my you face is just moment. like go. Uh, here, I'll do both at the same time. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, we're really mixing things up. Uh, thing that I'm thankful for: uh, illumination, <laughs> disabling the comments because I really think you know doesn't take much for me to take a real deep spiral and uh, illumination. <laughs> You saved me. And the thing I like about myself is, uh, whew, what's something I like about? You know what? Is that those, this is a thing. I I mean, I did yell at those kids. I did, because I I had to be heard. I yelled at them so that they stopped throwing things. Um, the thing I like about myself is I did feel remorse, <laughs> right? And here's the deal. Like, is that a good feeling? No, it doesn't feel good. But sometimes you're kind of like, okay. And it doesn't mean that I'm thinking like, oh, what I did was wrong, but it's like more like, ooh, that didn't feel good. And now I'm, you know, hopefully learn, not necessarily just me, but like different behavior things for the teenagers to be like, whoa, guys, from the beginning. No, 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 no. Um, and that's the thing I like about myself. What about what's something you're thankful for and you love about yourself, Tess? Um, something I'm grateful for is um, I love this time of year for so many reasons. I love autumn. I love the cooler weather. I love the bright colors on the trees. I also love um, spooky season and mm -hmm. how everyone's getting excited for Halloween and they start, you know, playing scary movies and stuff just because I like that. I like like creepy stuff. But another thing that I love about the season is the um it's the holiest time of year in the uh for the for uh my people, the Jewish people, and we have our high holy days, our high holidays, um Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, uh Sukkot and Simchat Torah are in very quick succession. And this is the first year that I uh, took off work for the high holy days Very and nice. it's been really nice so I'm I'm grateful for the fact that it's this time of year and that's exciting for me but also that I was able to take off that my workplace was very um uh uh tolerant of that and letting me have that time off and also um, that I get to attend services because uh, where we live, there's not a lot of Jewish people. And so there aren't like a bunch of temples that you can choose from to go and like, you know, which rabbi do I want to hear? There isn't anything like that. But I can I can attend services online because we live in a golden age of technology. And so I've been able to um, to uh, be off work and attend the services that I want to attend and um, really, you know, con connect with my um, spiritual faith and 
Um, that's something I've been really grateful for. And something I like about myself is that um, I'm really good at my job. Um, Ooh, I That's a good one. And, and that's, um, I'm not the most like self-confident person um, as a rule, but um, this month is my 15 year anniversary at the library. Congratulations. And um, I was like, wow, that's actually a really big achievement. Like that's a, that's a long time to be working someplace. I must be pretty good at it. Like they would have gotten rid of me at some point if I was no good at this job. <laughs> and also um, uh, just like uh, we had, uh, uh, we've had a couple incidents recently that I've had to deal with at, at work. And like I said, I keep getting the feedback of like, you handled that really well. And um, I'm so glad that you were here to handle that. And um, uh, <laughs> Sue, our good friend, Sue, um, I was uh, uh, dealing with a, a particularly uh, uh, a loud and irate individual, and um, and Sue watched me uh, uh, basically calm him down so that he could explain the situation and everything. And she was like, "You killed that guy," and I was like, "What?" She was like, "With kindness." <laughs> and I was well, no like, "No wonder he quieted down." I mean, you yeah. just. You murdered him. Congratulations. Didn't kill anyone. I thought, like, did she mean like I was killing it? Like, I'm, yeah. oh man, you were killing yeah. it. She was like, no, you killed him with kindness. Like, she's like, I watched him die in under your kindness. <laughs> like, like he was all burned up, and then he like he just like softened <laughs> through your kindness. So I'm actually like, for being someone who like struggles with self confidence, um, I I can I can kind of confidently say that i'm kind of <laughs> confidently oh, say i can kind of I'm, semi-confidently I'm pretty say. kind of i guess good at my job <laughs> you know it's interesting that you say that because i mean you are um but i f i think maybe part of the reason i've been struggling like now not just stuff at my new job but it's teens completely new right i went from children's where not to brag but I aced it. I was at the top of my game. I was Seinfeld, highest ratings, and then I canceled or I stopped my show and I went to teens. I was uh, Michael Jordan and then I decided to play baseball, right? Yeah, yeah. You know? And just like Michael Jordan playing baseball, <laughs> I am struggling, you know? So maybe that's a part of it. I don't feel very good at my job. Anyway, listeners, please take a moment and say something that you are thankful for in one breath. And then your second breath, say something that you love about yourself. And we'll be right here listening. And if you didn't say anything, we will find you. And <laughs> We will make you love yourself. We will make you love yourself. I have a particular set of skills. <laughs> I will make you love yourself. Uh, you've been listening to Same Team, y'all. Um, we often forget to mention this, but uh, you can always like or subscribe us, subscribe to us on the things that you are consuming us on. Consuming, yeah, I guess you're consuming us in a way, consuming our personalities, <laughs> and our voices. Um, and also, our email is uh, sametemial at gmail.com. Go ahead and send us an email. Let us know something you're loving, uh, a tale from your library. That'd be kind of cool. A life lesson um, that we're not alone in this universe um also our twitter handle at same team y'all mm -hmm. tess handles that she does a great job i'm confident 
and her ability of handling our Twitter handle. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. And uh, remember, we love you. Not in a creepy way. <laughs>